Welcome to another edition of the Panther Podcast, the official podcast of Oconto Falls Public School District. I'm your host, Jason Schmidt. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of the Panther Podcast. I'm your host, Jason, and I'm sitting here with a few of our iMentors. We want to talk about a couple of chapters in our uh, continuing discussion of learning first, technology second. So I'm just going to let these guys uh, introduce themselves and just, you know, we'll we'll kind of dive right in after that. So Derek, we'll start with you. Yeah, I'm Derek Erickson. I teach at the high school and I'm on the iMentor team. This is my second year and my second podcast. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Beth? Hi, I'm Beth Trotchell. I teach at the middle school. Um, I've been an iMentor for a long time. And Sherry. I'm Sherry Wolfer. I'm sixth grade science at Washington Middle School, and I'm one of the veterans here, 30 years in teaching. Oh, gosh. I feel like a pup. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate you guys taking a little bit of time to have, a, have this conversation with me, so thanks for uh, joining me and uh, sharing what you've learned with this. So uh, we have chapters five and six today of Learning First Technology, second by Liz Kolb. And, uh, you know, we're, we're kind of really diving into the triple E framework, right? You know, so this whole time, uh, the whole premise of this book is that, you know, she's got this framework of um, three E's that we want to be looking at when we're, when we're teaching. And, um, you know, we started uh, with the previous podcast, we started talking about engagement and what that means for kids. We're not going to rehash that topic. And now we're going to get into the final two E's, which are enhancement and extension. So I guess let's, let's start with what does she mean? By um, the by the with that whole concept of in, of extension or not extension enhancement, we want to start with enhancement because that's the first one in the book. So, uh, what do we learn about enhancement through through the book? Uh, so, what what I really picked up on uh, was the idea of added value to um, our lessons and our curriculum in general, um, being that. It can be a subjective term, what is value. Uh, she does a phenomenal job in that enhancement chapter of describing what value actually is going to look like. She gives us methods to incorporate into our own lessons uh, and actually gives us 10 re- repetitive scenarios for us to judge whether those lessons are, in fact, enhancing uh, the learning outcome. So overall, the added value piece um, was really big for me, meaning uh, does it assist students develop a more sophisticated understanding of the content? Is it easier to understand concepts for the students? Uh, and are they able to comprehend or demonstrate their understanding of the learning goals? Um, the book also provided three pretty simple ways that we could enhance or improve our lessons. And one would be providing flexibility for students or making the resources more accessible. A second would be to increase the time on task or show improvement in test scores by students. And then the last one was promoting reflection on learning and practice or helping develop a richer understanding of the content. Um, Adding value to me, there was a lot about, uh, you know, having a measurable component. um, Should, you know, adding value to it, increasing comprehension. To me, there was a lot of reflection um, that was evident there that, caused me to reflect on a lot of what I was doing, um, inquiry, critical thinking. Um, so all of that kind of played into it when I was reading through. Yeah, you know, it was really it was really funny. Like for me, as I'm reading through this chapter and thinking about the different things that go along with this, it's like, you know, I, I'm just a very introspective person. So, you know, as I'm going through this, I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, that makes a whole lot of dang sense. Like, you know, just like the way that I learn, you know, and a, really the the way that my lessons should be built and the way that I deliver instruction and the way that I work with kids and teachers and everything, like that 
you know, they're, they're no different than I am. And, um, you know, not that that was a super huge revelation for me or anything like that, but, you know, a, just the, just the fact like, you know, it, would I really like to do things this way? And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that to me is a, is a really good question for me to ask. Like, would I want to sit in my own session or would I want to work with me? Right. I, you know, I, yeah. I and and would what's I want my a teacher like the way I teach? Yeah, exactly. Do I would I want to be a student in my yeah. own classroom? You know, and I think that's a really that's a really good question for us to be asking, especially when it comes to this enhancement part of it. So, um, you know, I, what were some of the you know, Derek, you mentioned that there were some she shared some strategies and some different scenarios and things like that that uh, we could use to apply this knowledge. You know, what were what was some, what were some of the things that kind of just really stuck out to you? Um, that would be a good takeaway for our, for our audience to bring from this. Uh, so one that we hashed out uh, pretty frequently in our I'm in term, uh, meetings is this fifth scenario. Um, and because I'm a social studies teacher, I'm also um, uh, attracted to it. But it's this idea of a, a, a social studies teacher and a mathematics teacher in an election year um, measuring live results from the election and then broadcasting those out using statistics into some type of um, whether the, uh, Google Sheet or, or the formerly known as the Microsoft Excel versions. Uh, and so the students can make these predictions and they can see the live results based off of some coding, some just behind the scenes um, equation writing or coding where they can take the information from various websites and then see it uploaded into uh, their live document online and then they can on the fly continuously readjust their learning goals um, and also evaluate if their predictions are accurate or if they need to continue to uh, think of other scenarios where they can kind of input those into their own um, ideas or uh, into their own expectations. Yeah, so, you know, those, and that's a, that's a really neat example that I think she gave in the, in the book, you know, as we're, as we're going through all of this content and things, was there anything um, that that you guys were thinking about, like from your from your own, you know, reflecting on your own practice, whether um, you know, there's like, did this inspire you to try and think of something or to do something or um, anything like that to you know increase that they you use technology to enhance some of those lessons that you're maybe already doing or uh, that you have planned. Um, I think the book helped me reflect a little bit more on how am I differentiating my instruction for students and how am I making it much more personalized for them because then it's it's a lot more enhanced. So, you know, if you can differentiate, then all the kids are using, you know, they're being challenged mm -hmm. and using their higher level thinking skills. So, it, But if you gave them all the same thing, for some it would be far too easy and for some it would probably be too difficult. So right. just that challenge to continue to personalize and differentiate for all kids. Right, and there's a little investment in it, success at different levels. And when there's success, they want to keep learning more. It, it takes that extension beyond, so everybody has that ownership in there. I know for one of my activities, I was thinking about plate tectonics. I do that quite often, and they bring up, you know, Google Earth time lapse and layering features, and it just made me think of all that I could add into some of my lessons going mm -hmm. forward so I can enhance it and add value to it. I'm telling you, I think about plate tectonics all the time. <laughs> I am like terrified I that I'm going to get buried by an earthquake. Like it's just, it's, it's a thing. The, the, We're in Wisconsin. We're yeah, good. Yeah. I know. No, no. Plate tectonics yeah. I had, I yeah. had, I had an earthquake when I lived in Nebraska. It was terrifying. Yeah. So no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I grew this up in it. Seattle, so is, yeah. I saw the, I, I witnessed all those. They're 
They're enjoyable as a kid, not as an adult. Yeah, not so much. Um, I actually uh, highlighted that that Google My Maps, I think, is the, the app that she identified. Mm-hmm. And um, I just made my own annotation there that uh, I wonder about the, the usability of this. Is it going to be user-friendly for the students? Is it going to be simple enough to manipulate without spending an, an entire class period just teaching them what tools to use on there. So um, I was definitely intrigued by that too, just from the idea of let's let's look at the world around us um, and bring that real life experience to them. Um, I'm, I didn't get a chance to look at it yet, but I, I put in there that I should give this a shot and see what I can do for my students is to let them know that there's much more out there and, and we can visit those online 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Derek, let's get together and plan a lesson around Google My Maps because I, like I, I, like I use that. I've used that all the time, and all the way down into third grade, we've been we've done projects like that. So uh, awesome. we'll we'll set something up when we get done here. Um, so uh, we had enhancement was the first part, and then um, I. I'm just, my mind is blanking. Extension uh, ex- is the next. Thank you, extensions. <laughs> um, and, and the reason that I think I forget this one, and the books mentions this too, is that extension is probably the most difficult of the three for us to try and strive towards. So I just, you know, real quick in a nutshell, uh, when we're talking about extension, what, you know, what is that in its, in its most basic form based on what Liz is saying, what would we say that is? I guess what I took away from that is that as teachers, we're not teaching them how to excel in the classroom. We're supposed to be teaching them how to excel in their life. So the learning and the teaching that we do needs to reach outside of like our classroom walls. We need to have it be authentic and mean something to the kids. Yeah, and that's, and that's exactly right. Um, and that's why it's so hard is to, you know, we have, it's, it's really easy, I think, for us as educators, like, you know, we've got, we've got so many things we just got to do, right? Mm-hmm. And it's very easy to make content into a checklist. And, um, you know, because we've got standards we've got to meet, we've got tasks we've got to do. And, um, you know, sometimes we, uh, we miss out on that, uh, that whole concept of, like, this is something that they need to know because this is an important thing for them to know just to be a human being right we're that bridge yeah (laughs) exactly yeah like i don't know that i need to be afraid of earthquakes until i learn about plate tectonics (laughs) right so how is that relevant i want to move to california right now (laughs) right exactly yeah but why don't i want to move to california you know that's there's there's got to be a reason for it So, you know, I, that, that whole relevance piece um, definitely comes through in, in the way that, um, that Liz presents this, um, this, this chapter. Um, what would you guys say is like the, um, the, the main, I guess, the, uh, like an easy strategy or some sort of a strategy that, uh, that she pointed out in there or a tool that, uh, that might be a good thing for us to try? Um, that really helps us to incorporate that, uh, that, that learning in school into and extend it into students' lives. Did you guys come across anything that um, might be worth sharing from there? Well, I think the three questions she kept asking herself kind uh-huh. of led me to reflect on the lessons I have. You know, like, does technology create opportunities for the students? Does the technology create that bridge? And does technology allow students to develop skills that they can use in their everyday lives? So if I keep asking myself those three questions when I'm planning a lesson, you know, even look at an old lesson I have and ask those three questions Mm -hmm. and see if I can tweak my lesson to better suit that, you know, I think that will help me build um, those extensions a little bit better. 
Yeah, and I found that the idea of drawing those connections with the students' personal lives, and I've seen that in the classroom when I build those personal relationships around what that student does outside of the classroom. They are enthusiastic and they become a lot more engaged, at least on the surface level. Um, so I think building that relationship um, already helps me and then it opens the door to so many other available um, learning opportunities, whether that's, hey, you know, you were interested in in um, harvesting fish in the uh, the Michikini, um, why don't you start looking at going to a university or see what universities have degrees focused on harvesting fish. Um, so building those connections with them and then they get the they start thinking about that 24-7 or outside of the school uh, school day, what they would like to do in the future, building that inquiry of, huh, I really enjoy doing this. What can I go and do? What problem, as we uh -huh. were discussing earlier, can I solve? Yeah. Yeah. Stoking curiosity, um, I think, is, you know, just one of the most important things that we can do, you know, I, just to, to get kids motivated to go out and discover and explore and you know, figure out what they like, what do they enjoy, and how do they how do they use those things to, you know, maybe make a living, or maybe it's a hobby, or maybe it's an outlet, or you know, whatever. But you know, you got you got something to live for, and mm -hmm. you know, school can really have a, a good a good role in helping kids develop that. And that's really, I think, where the extension comes in is you know, it's kind of you know, fuel for the fire, stoking that fire and exposure. And yeah, exactly. Give them you know, give them a chance to figure it out. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and this is something that we mentioned in previous podcasts too, but it's worth repeating again. Um, she has kind of a closing thought on, on this, on this whole chapter, you know, we're done talking about the triple E framework and what it is and everything like that. Um, you know, a, what's just a, we want to, how do we, how do we want to think about this framework in terms of, you know, why is this useful? Personally, uh, it, this shows that education is a lifelong goal. Uh -huh. It doesn't just show it as you're going to high school for these first 12 years or the 12 years that you're in formal education and then it's done and it's over. Right. Um, I think that was my idea 15 years ago when I was in high school was, oh, once I'm done with high school, I don't need to learn anymore. But now that I'm an adult, I realize how much enjoyable it is because I can choose what I want to learn. Right. And I think she's helping us do this. At the same time, I also appreciate that she gives credence to this idea of, hey, not every single lesson is going to hit on every single aspect right. of that triple E. That's it's okay. It's okay not to have every single lesson be out of the out of the ballpark, um, but giving us those ideas of what we can do. Yeah, right. Striving to that, but doesn't necessarily mean it has to be there. Mm -hmm. Right. It's aiming for that goal of the triple E. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because you know, if you if you aim at nothing, you'll hit it every time. Right? <laughs> um, but you know, this gives us this gives us something to something to think about, and that's really um, you know the an important goal I think from um, from this whole chapter and really from the book just in general. Um, that you know now we've got now we've got a way to kind of talk about this, like what does good technology integration look like, um, you know, and and we've got something concrete that we can go back to. Well, I appreciate you guys spending the time with me on this. Um, any closing thoughts or anything like that? Or do we feel like we've said everything that needs to be said at this point? I think we've got it. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. All right. Well, hey, you guys are absolute rock stars. I totally appreciate the, the things that you do, both as iMentors and just in the classrooms. You know, I've... I've seen you guys teach and interact with kids, and you know you're absolute rock stars. You're great assets to the district, and um, just appreciate you taking the time. To